Howdy, folks. Welcome to another Code Pen Radio. This is 353, another one with a super special guest that you already know because you already tapped the button with your finger on your code, your podcast player of choice. It is Louis Ubrex. Hi, Louis. <laughs> we've never met. We're meeting for the first time, kind of, which is outstanding because we've, you know, crossed paths many times. You've written for CSS Tricks. You've been a, a Code Pen member just forever yeah <laughs> so it's just a pleasure to get to talk to you yeah it's it's an honor to be here as well um really fun to finally meet the guy behind you know the website i probably use the most in my career oh nice yeah uh, uh louis you are uh, the front-end doctor the front-end painter the front-end snowman I get these from your really excellent personal site, which is at Mambolio, uh, which is kind of the screen name you go by on CodePen and Instagram and Twitter and kind of everywhere else, right? Um, so I'll, I'll link all that stuff up in the in the in the show notes as well. But that's the you have one of those really cool uh, Mambolio.be for Belgian. You're from Belgium, yeah, Brussels precisely, Brussels. Fantastic. I mean, I feel like people know Bruges and then Brussels. That's uh, most of Belgium for you, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Is Brussels the bigger? It, yeah, it's the capital. Well, fantastic. That's, you know, the power of the internet bringing us together as usual. I reached out to you to do this, which is overdue, frankly, just because of how much amazing work you have on CodePen. It's just, again, a pleasure to get to talk. And you... Um, had this idea to kind of take a trip down memory lane of some of the pens that you've produced, which I think is just a tremendous idea. I love talking about code and and like the history of things and just getting a chance to to peek at the past and then you know then we'll roll forward today today and start looking at some of your pens that including your very most popular pen. But we'll get there in time. Maybe let's start at the back. You listed one from 2014, which part of me feels like, oh, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> part of me is like, oh my God, that was a really super duper long time ago. What 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 is this pen? Yeah, so so this is the, the first pen I could find on my profile. Uh, so as you said, it's from... Ooh, the very first one? Yeah, it's the very first one. Uh, and I did it uh, while I was studying in school, web design. Um, I was looking like how to create some effects in CSS and there was this amazing talk by Leah Viru. And so it's a, she, she made a talk to show like the CSS secrets people didn't know. And there was one using the filters because, you know, like eight years ago, filters on the web were nothing. Uh, I mean, now people use them often, but back then it was amazing. Uh, so I was just trying mm -hmm, to recreate mm -hmm. the, the effect she was showing uh, on her talk. So, it's like how to make a um, now you can even do backdrop filter, uh, but it was it was a way to reproduce the backdrop filter with only CSS uh, filters. Right. So there's a photo background. Let's say I think it works the best with the photo. Yeah. And then a part of that area has that glassy, blurry, glassy effect on it that got popular much later when Apple decided it was cool. Uh, so it's amazing to see this back in 2014. Apparently, yeah, filters were a thing. And you, of course, you have web dash web kit dash <laughs> filter on here because that was the, the only way to do it, which will still work today because of browsers kind of honoring those those old prefixes. But it was one thing to do a filter. It was another trick entirely to do a filter 
only on the background and not on the content on top of it, mm -hmm. which is what backdrop filter makes easy now. But of course, it looks like in this trick, you had to have an element and then a pseudo element underneath it that did the blurring so that the one on top could have text in it and not blur. Looks like that was the trick here, right? For your first trick ever, <laughs> I mean, I know you were kind of quoting Leah, but still pretty cool to see. Yeah, actually, the, I think the first five pens are like basically just trying to reproduce most of the effects you were showing uh, on the toque. So <laughs> it's really uh, like me trying to understand how CSS works and how we can make it prettier. Nice, nice. Yeah, that I remember that talk and her book as well, CSS Secrets. Yes. <laughs> they were they were really good. Like to this day, I'm like, I think, you know, of all the, you know, I'm the one that has a website called CSS Tricks, but she's the real master of CSS Tricks. And you yourself have got look at you, you you you're obviously like attracted to the idea of pulling off these CSS effects. And now eight years later, you know, are still clearly doing that work but have, but have, but use more technologies now and even in this very second pen that you list you're already have jumped from just css effects into canvas yeah so um same period i think it's from august so just a few months later i i you know i was googling online and at some point i just understand there is this thing called canvas 2d canvas and I just started mm -hmm. to explore what Canvas was. And, well, CodePen was obviously the best place to do that because you could set up, a, you know, you know, you know CodePen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> so that was, that was really cool to just start exploring, coding some Canvas, sharing with uh, other students. And then from, from like one little code, you can just fork and then do another one and do another one. So that, that was my first steps with Canvas back then. Which, when I'm reading my code now, I'm like a bit, it's a bit cringy, but I think it's you know the first steps, baby steps. Yeah, it's fun to see some of these things in here. This one has that um, that classic request animation frame. Uh, I wouldn't. It's not really a polyfill. It was just a way to use that function because it required all these vendor prefixes even in javascript and it was annoying to have to write that so there's this little snippet that everybody used back then <laughs> that just kind of uh picked the right vendor prefix version of it i see that at the top i remember seeing that so often back in the day again this is 2014 so pretty cool and then it looks like you kind of built your own uh, like dat GUI yes. or whatever, one of those <laughs> things that's like, you know, I'm, I'm not just going to do a canvas animation, but the canvas animation is going to take parameters from these like range sliders sitting on the pen. And that is, you know, early days generative art, you know, or at least for you. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and yeah, as you're saying, I, I wanted to have some parameters that I could play with uh, as a user. And yeah, I don't even know if, uh, that UI was already available back then. Uh, but, you know, you just make it yeah. work on your way. It probably was. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. Because then you, you know, like you don't always have to reach for a library. You know, it's not that hard to just get element by ID and add an event listener for the, the change event and then grab the new value and use it in your code, you know. Yeah, there is not even a jQuery on the project. I'm surprised by myself. 
like little proud, yeah. <laughs> little pride here. How big was like the jQuery Canvas crossover? You know, it's like because jQuery didn't really help you with Canvas, but it did, of course, with the yeah, all you know, the, the inputs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Funny, funny. No jQuery. Yeah, <laughs> you are the you're ditching jQuery back before jQuery existed. Is there like a, a, a search way to find like old code pens without jQuery or with jQuery? That could be like good statistics to find on your profile. Yeah, maybe. I don't think there's probably something like super reliably user facing that you could use. We could probably run queries <laughs> to figure it out. Um, but we've never, you know, search is a is a really tricky thing. What you want to exposed to users and what what's possible and stuff I, I i would love that i mean we've talked about it over the years internally like even stuff like kind of auto grouping technologies like wouldn't it be nice if the user didn't have to think about it but they built a pen using x y and z technology that it was automatically part of other pens that use those technologies so they'd be easier to browse and mm. search for that we've never quite nailed you know so Someday, we'll figure it out. (laughs) This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you in part by WooCommerce, which is the thing that powers e-commerce on all WordPress sites. So if you're to use uh, WordPress.com and spin up your site, great choice, by the way, and add e-commerce features to it, that's WooCommerce doing all that work. Tremendous plugin for WordPress. I use it on CSS Tricks. I use it, one of the things I use it for is is, um, subscriptions and memberships, which sound like really similar words, but you do kind of need to understand the difference a little bit. A subscription is just like recurring payments that you can set up. Uh, so it handles that for you. And then a membership is like a thing that that like unlocks aspects of the site. And they're usually tied together, but they don't always have to be. You know what I mean? Anyway, I think that's a that's a thing that can really unlock your brain as to like what what if, you know, if you're if you got your business hat on, whether it's on behalf of a client or yourself, what if you had subscriptions? What if you had memberships? What would you offer? Would you offer you know, a newsletter that has like your ins- valuable insights into the things that you know, but you have to pay it to read it? Would you lock down certain areas of the site and put like special videos there, special content there? Would you offer digital downloads just for members? That's like different than a one-off download. It's like these are these are things that you can download as a member. There's just it gets the you know, like, what if, what if, what if your site had memberships? Just think about it and then know that whatever you think of, WooCommerce can do it. So that's it. Thanks for the support, WooCommerce. From Canvas, fast forward about a year, so 2015. And these are all so, it's funny how early you were in your journey, but they're so interesting and good and uh you know there's like an element of creativity to them that you know you could tell you had the spark early on this next one is like a i think a famous photograph of like a guy who's trying to fly by tying a bunch of birds to his arms (laughs) you must have been inspiring to you somehow that you you chose to animate this photo how did you even i i don't know actually um I, I probably just saw the picture online. And I was like, "Oh, this is this is a great start to create some 3D animations." So yeah, as you're saying, there is a guy like uh, tied to birds trying to fly away, 
Uh, and I, I just, you know, on Photoshop started to crop out all the birds, the guy, the background and stuff and make everything, um, in divs. So this is all like 3d CSS and all the birds are like floating around in different rotation speeds. Uh, and yeah, just like from the picture, I, I, I figured, figure out it was a nice way to animate, it. uh, like, yeah, yeah, it was, it's almost yeah, it's kind of amazing that the that this might have been the first take on a, on a photo that's just begging for it. I was just in Portland and saw a Van Gogh exhibit there, and the point of the exhibit was like a modern take on Van Gogh paintings. So you're sitting in this huge room with Van Gogh paintings on the wall, not real ones, but mm. giant digital kind of recreations of it, and then they would slowly start to move, and the eyeballs would blink, and the, the leaves would fall off the trees and stuff. So it was some artist like you who you know took these original photos and then decided to bring movement to them so it's uh it was it was cool to see and i see that kind of reflections in that in this pen too and it's like stuff that okay you know it's you did this six years ago but it feels just as fresh if this <laughs> pen dropped today you'd be like cool you know this would be a very this would be great work to see any day well, how does 3d involved here i see when you move your mouse yeah it's it's mostly it's not the bird's movement that's three no so it's, I guess on, it is. it's only the, the perspective that's being or there is the like a, a big big yeah. rotations on the on the parent or something um yeah it's, right even the the guy himself is like set up on a layer above the background yes a uh, tiny bit of parallax there beautiful yeah and as i'm scrolling it's funny because i see like some comments in french because you know back then i was like my English was worst, so I was still writing comments, mm. but trying to make them in French, so I could understand them myself. Um, yeah, like I'm trying to understand what I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing in this code. It's been so long. Uh, yeah, even the library <laughs> yeah, I'm know, using is like love long, long gone. So it's yeah. Is it really? Yeah. What yes. was it? A three? It was so it was a three D CSS library. Yeah, it was made by one of my teacher. Um, it's actually the one who introduced me to WebGL, Canvas, and all that, that stuff. Uh, so he created mm -hmm. a, a library to generate divs in 3D. So you could just ask, make a box, and it would create six divs with a good um, transform on them. And then you could apply rotation on the box or on the parent and stuff. Um, yeah, I see. But So that's yeah. when Translate 3D existed in CSS. So it was like post, you know, it was post CSS3. Yes. <laughs> I see I see the library here. It's 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 up and hosted on you know CodePen assets, probably because it you know that you yeah. said to put it somewhere <laughs> is like you know a backup. Um, I don't know if it's pre NPM, but certainly something like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Copyright two thousand ten. Oh, Uh, well, that's a beautiful pen. I hope people check out all of these listening to that. And then and then you know here comes three JS, which is uh. <laughs> Still a highly used library, so we're into modern times in that regard. Uh, what captured your captured your attention about 3JS? Yeah, I, I think I remember. Um, do you remember there was a video clip Rome, like R U M E R O M E? It was a video clip. You're following a train, and then you had uh, birds and animals running around you. Um, like it was a full video clip on, in, a, in the browser, 
and that was like amazing oh. back then. Uh, and I remember when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, this is what I want to do. So I just, you know, started with the basics. Um, so yeah, this a is city. Yeah, it's a city. It's just boxes. Uh, and then the light is being controlled by the mouse. Right. But yeah, so that, that's like a first of a, of a steps, uh, because I, I started to create this uh, collection on CodePen, Learn 3GS, uh, because even for me, right. it was hard when I was op- starting a new CodePen, like a new 3GS experiment. And I was like, oh, but I've, I've been loading OBG file in the past. So how do I do that again? And then I would just like check my own pens. Um, and I, ne- I created a collection because, of course, I had hundreds read of pens like with Trigis animation, so it was hard for me to find them back. So the collection was a, was nice for me. Oh, that's nice. So, the, yeah, the, the feature on CodePen of collections is a kind of a way to get back to... Yes, it is. Even, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. How to yeah, not oh, get lost cool. uh, in your own CodePens. Yeah, it's still nice. Is there any elements of generativeness to this? Uh, I think it's pretty much random when I'm checking on the, on the boxes. Yeah. Uh, but the, so the, the library, so 3GS, it's the version 70. And I think we just got the version 136 or 37 this week, <laughs> which is like almost double. That's funny. So they don't, they're not, they don't really follow semantic versioning, I guess, this particular library. <laughs> they just cranked the version up. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Still, yeah, so there's still tons of 3DS stuff on CodePen. This one is is still a very beautiful pen, though. It's amazing what you can do with just, you know, have an idea. That's pretty clutch. Then try to reproduce the idea and add a little randomness to it. There's so much about CodePen that begs for that generative quality, you know. Mm. Add the little knobs, add the controllers, make the colors changeable, make it random, but not too, you know, but constrain the randomness. You can see that so clearly in, like, the heights of these towers. You know, there's a minimum and a maximum, and it almost makes it more beautiful, you know, (laughs) uh, unlike if there's just no limits to their heightness or shortness. It might look too random. At least that's what, that's my take on things. I, I, I would be remiss without asking. I'm still, like everybody else, trying to sort out my feelings about, you know, there's so much of this world of NFTs and all that <laughs> crap that is generative, you know, and you see some CodePen community playing with it to some degree. Does it interest you? Like, you know, are you trying to jump out there and make generative city NFTs or anything? <laughs> or do you just not care? Or? Well, I'm keeping an eye on it because, you know, it's a new technology. So uh, as a nerd, I have to keep my eyes everywhere on the web. Um, I just like don't feel like jumping into that right now. There are many concerns. Uh, and, you know, like I, yeah, I don't want to get a proper opinion on it. I just wait for see where it goes for now. I just, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm asking you because I'm trying to make sure I, you know, collect everybody's feelings on. It. Of course, I have some of my own too. It's not like I'm <laughs> incapable of of having a thought, but it does. It seems so early, and there's so many, there's so many very obvious negatives and mm-hmm. some very obvious positives too. Yeah, that oh yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. I, I want to wait for some of those negatives to kind of smooth out and 
and see, but yeah, the all the like theft and stuff really bothers me. You know, there's so much CodePen is such this hive stuff. I mean, if you are a bad person, you could go to your profile. Oh gosh, I feel weird even <laughs> saying this on the thing, and just steal your stuff and NFT it. I'm not. I mean, that it happens every day. It's probably happening right now. Yeah, well, that, it happened to really um, Michelle to Barker. I don't know if you mm-hmm. if you follow that, but she she has I this code pen, like generative three uh, D characters, and just some random person started copying the like copy paste and making NFTs out of it, um, which was like super weird because it was obvious that everything was from Michelle. Um, so. Right. But l- luckily, uh, like the guy understood it was wrong and he took it down. But it was still shady, very shady. Yeah, isn't that doesn't that add an interesting twist to it that they didn't even realize it was wrong? Like there's something so something about that whole community that theft is so you, you don't even understand what stealing mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, it <laughs> looks nice, so people will want to buy it. It's not yours. Yeah. It's, it's just... Thus, the money should come to me and my wallet. <laughs> because I have the ID to sell it, so it's my money. Right. And that there's not a there's a joke nature to that. I love the fact that somebody sold all the Olive Gardens, which is like a chain <laughs> restaurant here in the United States, just a, a cheesy one. Like To me, the fact that that exists is such a joke that it kind of makes them all a joke in some way. So, yeah. so you keep it, stay in the 3D realm for quite a while there, this is one of my absolute favorites of all time i'm glad you put it on here which is the turn your mind which is this like oh you know the, the pen <laughs> loads and it's a it's a room and the colors are so beautiful like this you know mint greens and like dull reds and whites it's just a beautiful thing to look at and then the room starts to kind of deteriorate as the tiles individually start moving and all that stuff i like this stuff because i'm such a personally such a web guy so stuck in my html and css ways that like even i even had a little phase with svg for a while but i don't even think svg could pull this off you know hmm. you see these animations that are just they're too complicated that they have to be canvas almost for performance reasons <laughs> so i mostly just look at these with you know my my jaw dropped and a little bit of envy and jealousness because <laughs> it's just so cool <laughs> This one's particularly good. Is there a story behind it? I think uh, uh, the inspiration comes from the game um, Portal, um, because there are like some at sometimes in the games, like all the walls in made are made of tiles, and sometimes the tiles would like explode or you know like were there something. Uh-huh. Uh, so I just tried to reproduce like one of the room in the game uh, from all the tiles, and then started to making them rotate in any kind of directions. But the, the pen itself was made during the... Um, so there was this thing called the CCC, the Code Pen Creative Challenges. So every week... Yeah. This is what we have now with the, like the proper Code Pen Challenges. But back then, it was a community thing to have a, like a, a theme every week. And then on Twitter, everybody yep. would like uh, share tweets from... Yeah, like Code Pen that we would do within that team. Um, and that was one of one. One of them. So... That's amazing. Yeah, I love to know that a creative challenge can really. Oh, I didn't. And the here I am quoting the colors of this pen, and I didn't even realize you can just click on it. And they oh just, yeah, you can they, change it the just theme. Just changes to different color themes. Oh, inc- incredible. Yeah, Marie would be happy to know she runs those challenges today, and it's nice to know that sometimes a you know when you ask someone or give them a prompt or a challenge or an idea that 
amazing things can, can mm-hmm. come out of it. And this is no exception to that. Yeah, because I, I feel like when you when you get uh, when you get a theme, it's easier to start to do something because you will start just exploring. Oh, what direction should I take? You know, like, and then you start with nothing, but you still have one idea in your head. If like sometimes I would just open a code pad and be like, okay, I want to do something, and then I start with a blank page. It's not easy right. to get started. As as like if you have a, a proper team, if you have like inspiration coming from other people in the community, that's really helpful. Um, you know, like all the the um, code vendor we had also in the past, and then we had mm-hmm. 3D January or something. Uh, like th- there have been so many different uh, yeah. kind of, of uh, you know, like challenges and themes um, through the months and the years. Uh, it's it's really right. helpful. There's been like code golfing ones. There's been like make a game in as little as code as possible. It was just January this past yeah, Jan- exactly. January. So, <laughs> yeah. Lots of I love those things. So cool. Yeah, we. You know, I think I think CodePen. I don't know. We were going to take over CCC or something. I can't remember the history of it, but it was. Uh, we just thought we should have one in house, and it's not a way to like discourage community ones. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just such a cool thing to have. We thought we might as well get in on it. You know, Marie, I know Marie loves doing it on our team, so <laughs> we'll probably just keep doing it. Uh, so eventually, you get into teaching this stuff to some degree too right like do you don't do you have a class that you you currently teach with it or some video courses or something what's your angle on on helping people um so I, i've been teaching uh generative design for five years um in the school oh, wow. where i studied so it's actually funny to you know like you're a student and then you come back years later like, and you you know you know yeah. the rooms you know you know still some uh-huh. of the teachers and you're like hey i'm back right <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, like, um, I, I stopped this year after COVID and all that, it was not the best timing for me to keep teaching, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was amazing. And CodePen was everything while teaching, because for me, I would like explain some of the, of, uh, like the content I had and then the students, I would give them an exercise to do and everything was on CodePen because they could just share the link to me and then I could explore the code with them and uh, get an overview on how it goes and if they have any issues. So yeah, like even <laughs> me, I, I've produced hundreds of code pens, like private ones, just for all the exercises. Uh, I was like making one sure. and then making it more complex so that it would be, okay, this is why exercise one, two, three, and so on. Um, yeah, I got lost within my code pens myself because there are so too many of them. And yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you try to keep a proper name, you know, like uh, uh, 1.0 uh, CSS animation, 1.1 CSS animation, 1.3 oh, SVG yeah. animation, 1.4 SVG animation plus Greensock, 1.6. <laughs> but you just lose lose track of it at some point. Yeah, I know what you mean. And then it's like, if you got to go change 1.3, but you want that change to affect 1.3, 1. 1.4, 1. yes. and 1.5, that's, <laughs> that's tricky. Even Git doesn't have that one solved. Indeed. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a kind of a, looks like a tongue-in-cheek kind of funny pen here, my very first portfolio that has your, uh, <laughs> is this, is this comp- fake or, or real scans of your second grade portfolio? 
no oh, so it's obviously it, you weren't working on photoshop the, the the website itself is my portfolio that i had to make for my um end of the year um assignments if that's a thing i see um so i i i'm really bad at design like i'm not a web designer i cannot design a website uh, but I had to design my own portfolio. So I just started drawing my portfolio with um, crayons. It's, crayons? Yes. <laughs> like, I, I found crayons, uh, like, in my mom's um, ceiling, um, you know, like, old room or something. And I was like, okay, I'll just draw everything and then scan all the drawings and then pre- um, add them as PNGs on my, on my website. So this is my design, just me drawing on a paper and scanning the paper um yeah that's great and then you made them all individual elements such that you could you know use parallax and yeah everything is animated uh and yeah everything is animated with jquery so (laughs) there was jquery parallax the the plugging because parallax was everything back then i mean it still is nowadays but it was really the (laughs) the beginning of (laughs) parallax yeah. Um, oh, don't worry, Louis. It's coming back with the scroll timeline <laughs> and CSS. Oh, and all that. yeah. That's it's gonna it's gonna have its day again. I always think of these hand drawn, you know, Jeff Bridges, like the dude from uh, the Big Lebowski. His, he, you know, he's a or, and a great actor. He's been in lots of stuff, but his website always goes through different iterations. But he always has that, you know, like I just got out a marker and drew it. <laughs> Here's my <laughs> website. Uh, but this is very this is very fun and very cool, and you know, we almost wish you could see more creativity like this on the web. You know, every time a site like this drops, people are like, "Bring back the weird web!" <laughs> yes, yes. Like, try not to be too serious in what you're doing. You know, like have fun. Um, mm-hmm. That's yeah. Like that's also why the the true code pen. You can find people who are actually into that kind of shit, if I can say. You know, because they just try to <laughs> right. explore, they just try to have fun and content, and then sometimes it, it can end as a proper website. And then you just see them on Twitter and like, oh yeah, I, I've seen some experiments on CodePen, and then boom, it's a it's a website, it's a portfolio, and it, this is this is just the best when your mm-hmm. people have fun on on their website. Indeed, here's another really fun one, and apparently a bit of a moment of glory for you. There's a Happy New Year pen that happened back in oh. 2016 really cool you open the present at the big beautiful animation says happy new year but then my favorite part is that the the words happy new year have like snow on them in different little scenes so you, it's like this you know you can see from the w to the capital y there's like a little you know gondola or ski lift or something and you're like oh it's so tiny <laughs> i wish i could see it better well you can click and the whole scene kind of zooms into that moment and then you then you can see it better which in the world of svg there was like a kind of a hot little period there where you could kind of like animate the view box you know is that what's happening here which act, then makes it kind of act as a a camera right you're not like tra- you're not like transforming the entire thing and cropping it you're literally changing the view box of the svg right yeah exactly um again i don't remember where the id can come from it's probably something i saw somewhere and i was like oh this is cool so you can zoom in the svg just by updating the view box property uh so that's what i did and that's probably also when i started working more and more with greensock and because GreenSock and SVG, I think that's that's how I started because it was just the best to, like you know, all the issues we had mm-hmm. with transform origin and stuff. So right, right, right. So this right. is all GreenSock's animations uh, in the SVG, uh, 
And I just like, I remember I kept adding more details in the scene. So I, I started with the snowman and I was like, oh, this is not enough. So I added the little houses and then you get penguins. You get penguins sliding on the N from the New Year board. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like it's hard to, to stop. But the, the like the this pen, um, and I, I, I checked in my emails um, Greensock actually, actually shared the pen in one of their like new, uh, monthly newsletter, and it got a lot of lot of um, visibility. And back then, you know, it's six years ago. Uh, that was yeah. amazing for me. Like I've had all those people liking my pen, uh, viewing it, and I could just see the numbers. I was like, oh, okay, this this feels good. <laughs> this is nice to have people like enjoying what I'm doing. Exactly. I know exactly what you mean. It feels very validating and just kind of a warm fuzzy to know that, that people are seeing it and enjoying it for all the right positive reasons, mm-hmm. you know, very cool. And then it's interesting to then see moments like that and then watch them snowball a little bit is right after this, the pen you listed just a, you know, a few months later was, uh, you know, another one of these kind of 3d pens but this one happened to be all css and you listed that this particular pen then led to doing a a talk somewhere in paris your first official talk so you know people are seeing your work they're seeing more of your work more people are following you you you're inspired to make more work that work unlocks new doors for (laughs) you and i just love to see that kind of snowballing effect happen for people yeah that's exactly how it works for me it's really like you know, you, you get some, like you do something you enjoy and then people like it and then they, they share it. They, they like, they share also the fact that they like it to you and you just want to create more basically because you, you feel like, oh, okay, people like what I do. So I should do more for the people. Uh, yeah. The, so the, the, the one you mentioned, it's a, like a pure CSS sphere because I wanted to play mm-hmm. again with I feel like I'm going through cycles on CodePen. Like I would play with 3GS for a couple of months and then completely stop doing any 3GS and then coming back to CSS and then going back to SVG. And um, yeah, like this, <laughs> this was a phase where I was all about like pure CSS because it's it's really a thing when you're just spending some time on CodePen, you will find many CodePens with just pure CSS in the title because that's a thing, you know, it's, it's like a challenge. Yeah, right. So I wanted to make a sphere from some math uh, some you know like functions and uh, algorithm you could you can find online um oh interesting uh, yeah because there's a lot of you know, to make a sphere there's you know certainly going to be some certainly going to be some math involved yeah and indeed there, you're using there is sine and cosine and and using the the value of pi thank god <laughs> that exists and so yeah so i, I was using uh compass so because oh, you needed trigonometry and you you could use the the compass um extension to to sass uh which which is still needed nowadays uh if you want to do sine and cosine and all that stuff right i wonder if sass will get that or if they're talking about it or not i mean it seems like probably somewhat of a low priority but it's funny for us because that c- compass does not run anymore on sass um oh okay you know what i mean like if you ha- you have to run ruby sass which sass themselves has said no that's deprecated mm-hmm. that's not canonical sass anymore even when 
you know, people wanted a faster SaaS. For a long time, there was Node SaaS and Lib SaaS that would run in C, and the Node SaaS had Lib SaaS bindings. This is a big, complicated story. Now SaaS is written in Dart, and that's just the one true SaaS. And everybody tends to use that because it works in Node, and it tends to work with everybody's workflow. But on CodePen, there's still pens like this, where line one is import compass, which will never work in Dart SaaS. So we have to keep all these legacy servers online. Well, thank you for uh, that. <laughs> to run. Oh, yeah, we'll never stop doing that. It's just kind of an interesting behind-the-scenes thing. Yeah. And look, to, to this day, if uh, apparently, if you, needed, if you need sine, cosine, and pi, you're going to need compass. So it's, it's right there for you. All you, you don't even have to ask for Ruby SAS. If you put import compass somewhere in your SAS, we just know to use the old version. We'll just kind of send it to those old servers for you all the behind the scenes little features you had to develop for us <laughs> <laughs> indeed so then you get involved in running a meetup to this day it sounds like you're involved with creative front end belgium yeah um so i i once got invited in uh, uh in the netherlands to actually do a presentation about one of my code pen uh, and that was a code pen meetup so I, I went to the CodePen meetup and I was like, oh, okay, this is nice. People who enjoy CodePen and, and talk about CodePen. So after the meetup, I came back in Brussels and I started talking about meetups with a friend. So we started this uh, front-end, creative front-end Belgium thing, which, uh, which was basically yep. CodePen meetups all, all over Belgium. And... Um, yeah, we. Oh, I see. It's not just one. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we, we made uh, two or three official CodePen meetups. And then I don't remember what happened, but the CodePen meetups were not a thing. Uh, like you, you stopped sponsoring meetups or something yeah we just uh, you know for a while we were trying to push not push people to do it but we were we had a page on our website it's like do you want to throw one here's all the stuff we'll do for you and these are the expect you know the expectations we have for you it just was a uh, some interest in them petered out probably not from you it sounds like yours were going good but it was a. Uh, it ended up, you know, being a, a little bit of a distraction of like how much time. Mm. And then you, you kind of look around at other companies who have kind of gone through this and there seems to be kind of like a life, a life cycle for them. <laughs> in yeah. a way, you don't just get to do meetups for 20 years, you know, at least that are like specific to a company. You could probably run a JavaScript meetup for 20 years, but mm -hmm having one specific to CodePen. And we thought we'd rather like have just a clear ending to them rather than see them like sadly pitter away because having like a, a sad public facing thing like that <laughs> kind of can do more harm than good, you know? And we were thinking, oh, maybe we'll bring them back, but bigger, maybe we'll host them, you know, but we never just found the energy for it. And sometimes when you're on a small team, you just have to choose focus, mm -hmm. you know, you have to choose like, we're going to work on these things because we can do them well, rather than spread our attention out to these eight things kind of thing. Anyway, that's the behind the scenes. So sorry, I didn't mean to pull the rug on you from meetups. No, but... I mean, I mean, th thanks to the CodePen meetups, we, we kept doing them, uh, well, until COVID, but we we just switched the name, you know, like we we ditched CodePen from the name, and then it became Creative Frontend Belgium, um, because we didn't want to go like fully frontend or fully JavaScript. Um, so the, right. the creative scene is like for me very important. Uh, I'm I'm less interested in all like kind of JavaScript frameworks and developments. Uh, so I, I wanted to keep this like CodePen vibe into the meetups. 
So yeah, that it, you know, we it was great to have um, kind of a, a structure behind our uh, organization. You know, like you can just tell people, oh, we're throwing a CodePen meetup uh, because people know what's CodePen. And then you you send us some uh, goodies. That was also uh, amazing. <laughs> we had some water bottles <laughs> and stickers and pens and stuff. So, nice. You know, people are always happy when they go home with a little pretty goodie. Um, yeah, I mean, for me that was amazing. Uh, like my music. I even have a local meetup now in the town I live in that we just call. Uh, oh, I mean, it was just it's just the local JavaScript meetup, and I didn't really start it, so it already kind of had that name. But we think of that. What what do you what do you allow like is this do i really care that it's that focused on javascript what if somebody wants to talk about css like me shouldn't that be allowed and like or what if they want to talk about wordpress like would we say no because that's too uh, it's like we're a little bit of a small town here like we probably can't but then if somebody wants to like pitch their startup we actually do draw the line there because it's like well it's not a business meetup you know Anyway, it's hard to it's hard to pick the perfect thing, but creative front end seems like a pretty nice encapsulation of what you talk about and what you don't. Yeah, because for some people, like working with React is kind of creative. So <laughs> if you, yeah. if you do some front end, Certainly. it's creative. So can just join. Well, let's do this. Um, your most popular pen of all time, quick. It was a little longer than a normal episode but i think that's great i i really 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 love this one because there's this element of learning to it which is just the most important thing to me i just love that when somebody takes the time not only to make something beautiful and open source the code but then uh, teach them about it so it's this it's this famous painting right that you work with yeah in french it's la fiera pearl which is like the woman with a pearl something um yeah the pearl earring um so the um, it's actually part of a of a collection that I did where I just tried to start from scratch and explain how a generative uh animation works like through simple steps in a way. So this one is just going like oh okay so you draw your image and then you divide your image into pixels and then you get the brightness mm -hmm. of each pixels and then you just throw a bunch of particles floating and then you just adjust the speed of each particle based on the brightness on the of the pixel they're flowing above like the brightness defines yeah. the, the the speed of the of the particle um and yeah i mean <laughs> when is this open from last year 2020 yeah february 2020, 2020 two years um and yeah oh it's having its birthday just right now <laughs> two years old oh yeah <laughs> Uh, and it just exploded, you know, like, I, I, I think just people like the fact that they actually understand because sometimes you, you see generative art and you're like, oh, this is great. I just don't, I don't understand what's happening, but it just looks great as here. People could, uh, easily see where it comes from, like the end results. Um, so even on Twitter, it just, I mean, it didn't get viral in a like very Twitter way, but it still got its attention. That's, um, yeah, that's really uh, enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> There's something satisfying about being able to understand it. Something that's so beautiful and then be like, oh, if I just break it down into these eight steps, then I get it. Mm -hmm. And in this case, that like, oh, the speed of the pixel is the brightness of the underlying pixel. It feels good. But it also, I, I mean, if this was everywhere, well, maybe we'd be used to it. But to see something so fresh looking 
you know, I don't know, just add something to it and then have the, have it work out so magically that the, you know, you understand exactly what you're looking at. Woo. Fantastic. Really good. The last one on your list was from later that later in 2020. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> that was the, the at home timing that we all remember from two years ago. <laughs> Um, yeah yeah so it's uh, again it's a pure css you see as i said it's a cycle so apparently mid 2020 i was back in the pure css game so <laughs> <laughs> right what's next svg again i think will be coming well out. yeah well, i mean that's what's happening now the, the last bands i've shared were all svgs so <laughs> the, nice <laughs> just wait a few weeks and i'll switch back to css uh, <laughs> no, I just thought I was playing Among Us as many of us during uh, the lockdown. So, right. you know, it's you. Sometimes the ID just comes from what you're doing during the day, and me playing was what I was doing during the day. So, <laughs> just felt like a good idea to make a pure CSS animation, um, which is the like the ending animation when you kick someone from the ship and you just like into space, floating around. Yeah, they go flying by. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super fun. So some of your work you do is is just you know pure creative you know this amazing room or this you know a tribute to a game and all this stuff but this article that I see uh, not a week goes by I don't see somebody referencing it is you know the one that you wrote for me you've written for Code Drops and lots of other places as well but the trick to viewport units on modal even Ooh. though from 2018 <laughs> tends to be like the one like that's the one you should read if you're really having this problem read Louis's article on this and I'll put it in the the show notes. So I'm, I like your uh, very kind of practical thinker as well as very creative thinker. I mean, this article, I wish that we could just throw it in garbage and and stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's, I mean, it came from a problem that we all experienced at some point that, you know, on, on mobile when you scroll, the viewport changes and it's still issue nowadays. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to help people. It is maybe the garbage in the next few years. I hear there's new viewport units coming that yeah, apparently to deal with this. But will uh, will everybody switch over to them? Will they be bug free? <laughs> hard to tell. Anyway, thanks so much for your time and talking to me about all these um, all these things. There'll be links to all these things in the show notes. Please go to see the show notes and click every one of these pens and heart them because they are worthy of that. And uh, <laughs> is there anything you want to leave people with, Louis? No, I think uh, just yeah, keep keep producing on CodePen, people. It's really, <laughs> I love I love the community there. So <laughs> oh, same same. All right, until next time, Louis. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure. Bye. Eight.